0: what up welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bags podcast I am Tyler and as always I am your host You can follow me on Twitter, at Arizona Wildbags. So a lot happened over the weekend, and we're just going to jump right in and talk about some of the takeaways of Arizona's game against USC. 45-37 was your final with USC winning it. Arizona's offense, right out of the gate, would be a top 25 team alone. This team scores incredibly fast. They're super efficient and can be very lethal. And the drive toward the end of the third quarter was evidence of that where Jaden Delora actually bounced back from that awful interception. He had that drive before Jaden Delora is the reason this team has any wins. He's he's a next level talent for an Arizona program. And the connection of Jacob Cowing and Jaden Delora is so crucial to having success. Jed Fish calls Jaden Delora the best quarterback he has been around in college football, and that's a big statement. Now, how about the other quarterback in this game, Caleb Williams? He's going to be a first-round pick. We know this. We look back at what he did at Oklahoma last season, and some of those ratings he had were off the charts good. Like, the game he had against TCU and Texas Tech were straight up some of the best last season that any quarterback had. Plus. He's a very talented runner as any dual-threat quarterback in the country. And this year, you can see he's shored up some things like his mechanics are improved, he's picking better opportunities to run, and he has 24 touchdowns to only one interception on the season. If he were eligible this season, he'd go in round one of the NFL draft. He is unbelievable. He's got the USC stamp, and he'll be in Heisman consideration probably this year, and very likely to be a top three favorite next year and probably a favorite to win, to be honest. And Jaden DeLora kept pace with him as far as play goes, and Caleb Williams was playing this horrendous Arizona defense. The offensive game plan was tremendous today, except in the red zone, which we'll get to later. You could really tell Arizona worked on their offense all of last week and made use of their time during the bye week. Now, the defense, as usual, is pretty much the same story every week where they show up in the first half, make a couple stops. By the second half, they're chilling. They're just asleep. They're laid back. They're just giving up big chunk plays. But thankfully, this was sort of a better showing for them. They gave up that whole drive before halftime on top of everything else that they did. but the long play in the middle of the third quarter where CJ Williams who's only a freshman by the way got downfield and it was it was a lot of not finishing their tackles and that was some horrible horrible reffing to end the second half might i add that total joke of officiating i don't know what that was and then there was the awful pass interference call towards the end of the game and so USC got a free touchdown there Jacob Manu in my opinion is being only one of the few right spots for the defense. And I mentioned that stupid penalty earlier, and it's stupid penalties are to blame too for Arizona. That, Like we mentioned, that roughing roughing the passer penalty was out of this world stupid on third and eight, and USC had a first and goal from the 10. I thought the challenge in the middle of the second quarter was unnecessary, that play of a touchdown catch where Dorian Singer almost got a foot in bounds, and it was pretty clear it wasn't a touchdown. And I'll give Jed Fish this. At least he is showing faith in his guys, but he was pretty heated about that one. Now, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Arizona's offense is going to keep Arizona in every game. If they were their own team, defense separate, obviously they'd be a top 25 team, guaranteed. Not even saying that as a biased fan. They're that good, and they're that talented. The wide receiving core, as we know, is insane. But then you add how good DJ Williams is and Jonah Coleman is, and they looked really well in this game. They chipped in, dug holes in the Trojans' defense. And Jed Fish mentioned in his press conference that the offense is clicking on all cylinders. And he says we've moved up 80 spots in every category. And it really, they're really playing like that. I could show up here, say the same thing every week. Arizona's offense is incredible, and their defense is pretty bad. They've got to close games out. Arizona has to close some games out if they're ever going to be in a bowl game. We had the one against Washington, even the one against Cal, and even pretty much Mississippi State. The games were pretty close at halftime, and Arizona just lets it get away. The other team goes on a run, and it gets out of under them completely. They just run out of steam, and any big play the defense made in the first half is out the window, basically. And I feel like all we do is crap on the Arizona defense. But then again, we kind of don't crap on them enough. I mean, they at least kept us in the game, sort of, but they're flat out untrustworthy. They can't close out games and they can't stay consistent for that matter. At one point, they had seven defensive backs out there. Because USC had four receivers in sets and it kind of worked at times in a weird way because that's the only way you're going to contain the pass against the talented Trojan offense. It's an abused relationship we have with our defense because they still forced stops on USC and they allowed Arizona to pretty much get back in the game. I mean, Arizona answered anytime they needed to. And, it was it was great to see that. There was over 1,100 yards of offense. There's 1,164 yards of offense in this one. 621 yards for USC, 543 for Arizona. And that's really good for both teams and actually not a surprise for Arizona. That is the level their offense is at now. But I believe this loss isn't completely on the defense as much as I blame the defense every which week. So what is this loss on? Who do we blame? Well, at first, you want to say the defense, and while they are definitely certain for some blame, it's not completely their fault. Let me explain. Penalties played a huge part in this game. I'm not saying it's all penalties, but it felt like every time Arizona got a big play, it was nulled by a flag on the field. Some warranted and others just felt Downright ridiculous, to be honest. And then the other factor. So, Blair Willis had tweeted out something that I wanted to shout out. And if you don't follow him, he's a Galaxy Brain Arizona tweeter. High IQ analysis. Go follow him. He said, The Wildcats entered the day ranked 114th in red zone scoring percentage and 96th in red zone touchdown percentage. It's pretty bad. Today, they were five for five in the red zone, but two scores. Were field goals. USC was also five for five, but they were all touchdowns. That's an eight point swing, and USC won by eight points. Jed Fish in his press conference said it really came down to the fact that possessions in the red zone and scoring only three touchdowns and two field goals, you probably got what was the best defensive performance you were going to get from Arizona against USC, holding them to under 50 with a quarterback like Caleb Williams. And so you had to score six points every opportunity you got. And it's tough to win against a top 10 team in college football. Some of the play calling in the red zone, as we mentioned, was suspect completely. And I didn't love the multiple runs to Michael Wiley when he got stuffed in the second quarter. You're not going to get much going when you've got USC's front line, when they're backed up against the wall, they're going to force you to throw. And Arizona has to capitalize when they're in a dogfight like they were against USC. They have to win the battles up close. Otherwise, your defense has to bail you out. And this season, as we've learned through many games so far, that is just not going to happen. Basically, the bottom line is, Arizona went toe-to-toe with, one of the giants of college football with a talented coach and roster that was actually surprisingly a close game for a while. And they should actually be pretty proud of this loss. It could have easily been a lot worse because USC missed what felt like a bunch of field goals, but it was just two. I mean, that play in the middle of the third quarter where Williams got hit as he threw the ball and still completed the pass to Taj Washington, and He just gallops in for a 46-yard touchdown on hardly any effort because USC set that play up so well where they had so many blockers downfield to help Taj get in to score. But to the other side of the ball, this Arizona offense got the team right back in it right away. And they are the secret sauce to this Arizona team. As we know, they will continue to carry this team as far as they can go. Granted. I realized USC was missing some guys. Jordan Addison, their top receiver, and they shuffled up some guys at the O line. And I mean, Arizona was missing guys too. But this was a close game for a while. And anytime USC got out to a two score lead and it kind of felt like it was slipping from the grasp of Arizona, the Wildcats scored, made a stop when they needed to. Cowing was impressive in space where he'd catch a screen pass, fit it through the defense because. He's so shifty and dangerous, and he's easy to miss. And they were one yard away on a fourth down, and they needed a stop to having the ball and a chance to score and tie it up late. And USC almost put the Cats away several times. Thankfully, the Wildcats showed up and they showed that they can contain with the big dogs when they need to. I mentioned earlier that Caleb Williams is going to be a Heisman candidate this season, as well as heavy favorite next season, Arizona might just have their own candidate in Jaden Delora next year. If they can sure up this defense for next season, Arizona can be around a top 25 team and Delora should be in contention. I truly believe he has the talent. He's the second best quarterback Arizona has ever had, in my opinion. And By the end of his career, I think he'll be the best to ever play quarterback at Arizona. His arm, his legs, his pocket awareness, his accuracy, his throws on the run, his decision-making while escaping the pocket is incredible. I know he had that bad throw over the middle for an interception where I don't even know if he ever truly saw the defender, but he actually learns from his mistakes. I need to get a jersey of him is he's an unbelievable talent with a big NFL future. And all the things I just said, I don't think they're crazy or a hot take at all. Recap on the football game is brought to you by ArizonaWildBags.com, where you can grab the world-famous wildbag tee made from premium fabric and 100% combed ring-spun cotton and the official Arizona Wildbags mug as purchased by Mark Titus, the man of men. All that and more, including articles written by yours truly, on ArizonaWildbags.com. Use code DeAndre all one word for fifteen percent off all merch. Now, as for the upcoming matchup with Utah on Saturday at 4:30 Arizona time on the Crap Twelve Network, that's another really tough one for Arizona before they play UCLA the following week. As for Utah, They don't have a dangerous offense, but Arizona will always make you look like you have one if you play them. It's the defense that Utah is pretty well known for, and it applies to this season as well. Arizona has the better passing offense with over 2,700 yards passing to over 2,100 for the Utes. We'll see which version of Cameron Rising shows up because rise he did when the Trojans played them. I think the edge is still in Arizona's favor but Utah runs the ball better as they have over 1500 yards rushing on the season and Arizona struggles at times in certain situations and matchups for the O-line and only has 1,084 yards even with all of their talented running backs that they are constantly shifting in and out of the line basically we'll see how Arizona goes at Utah's defense and Can Arizona's defense stay locked in during the second half and not give out? Because they're around in the first halves, but making stops and getting off the field, and then they're gone in the second half. And now for the wildest Wildcat. This week, it's Ben Matherin and Dorian Singer. I could put Jaden Delora in this slot every single week because he's played that well, and he deserves it. But this week, I'm making it co-winners. So Ben Matherin and Dorian Singer, you are the wildest Wildcats of the week. So Ben Matherin dropped his first career 30-point game. And I want to say he is figuring it out. But honestly, he's pretty much got it figured out already when he was heading into the NBA. He is going to be a star for the Indiana Pacers, as we know. Who, by the way, I know they're supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. but That core is pretty underrated. With Tyrese Halliburton and Matherin, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner will probably be dealt because Miles Turner has been available for the last four to five years. They will be sellers at the deadline because I'm sure they would love to be in contention for Victor Wembanyama, Bahama Mama, Drama Llama in pajamas with Obama. All right, I'm done. Obama, by the way, is rumored to be in a group trying to buy the Phoenix Suns. So I guess that's cool. My other wildest wildcat, as I mentioned, Dorian Singer. He's been phenomenal this season for the U of A. In the game he had against USC, seven catches, 141 yards, and three touchdowns. Honestly, the Singer-Delora connection is also my winner for red and blue moment of the week. It was remarkable. They make it look so easy. We saw that insane one-handed catch that Singer made where Delora put it right on the money where it was right around the USC defender. And we saw the bomb that went for 73 yards down the sideline to get us moving up the field. Then that end zone catch he made towards the end of the third quarter for 19 yards, and he got in stride and looked like a T-Max style of grab. Then the last touchdown, when the game was almost over and Delora did some really insane stuff to get away from the pressure, And still makes a money throw to Singer. And I'm thinking, holy crap. When was the last time we had a quarterback make this kind of throw. With this kind of pressure in his face. And honestly, it might just be Nick Foles. Like when he'd switch the ball to his left hand. And throw it lefty while on the run. But back to currently. Delora gets better every game. And this was just a tougher team that he had to face. Honestly. The whole offense is getting better every game, and that starts with the wide receiver core, including Tanner McLaughlin at tight end. He has been exceptional at making hard grabs, being a great blocker. The whole offense feels more polished after each game. They ripped some holes in USC's defense, and that offense went to work when they needed to, and Singer and Delora were as big of a reason as any for Arizona being in that game. They are straight-up carrying this football team. My Bilbo Baggins of the week, which, as you know, is something courageous or you just flat-out disappeared. Now, this week, we're going to go with a positive one for the defense, for actually trying seven defensive backs against USC and seeing something new, and it did it at times. So, got to give them credit for not doing the same old things. They're actively... Trying to get better with what they have, some way, somehow. And frankly, kind of kept Arizona back in the game. So if Arizona looks like this against Utah, I'd say Arizona loses by less than the 17 and a half point spread that's been set for them. I think they compete well for about three quarters and then they kind of just run out of gas towards the end of the game because Utah is going to be much too physical for them. I'll say Utah wins. 45 34. And Arizona has to pull off an upset against either Utah or UCLA to keep their bowl hopes alive. It would honestly be sad to not watch this offense play in a bowl game because I genuinely love watching them work. They are way too talented to not be playing in a game in December. But the Wildcats basketball team is playing their first preseason game and Courtney Ramey, unfortunately. Is suspended the first three games for playing in the Portsmouth invitational, which is usually for draft prospects. And he had a remaining year of eligibility, so he knew this was probably coming. That's fine because that gives Arizona time to figure out who's gonna be their big three. It's who we presume to be Tubelis, Larson, and either Umar Balo or Kirk Carissa at that third star mark, but I think it's gonna be. Changing just about every week before Remy comes in and lights it up in game four. So I am very excited for that. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the pod. If you hate it or love it, I'd love to know about it. It would mean a lot to me if you left a review or DM me on Twitter at Arizona Wild Bags. Or if you're an old school kind of person, that's cool too. You can email me at ArizonaWildBags at gmail.com. And remember, code DeAndre Ayton for 15% off all merchandise at ArizonaWildBags.com. Have a great week and bear down.